Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This is the Wanna Be Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 45. On today's episode, we are having a conversation with Shannon Wolf, a woman on her journey toward living a better life with less stuff. If you have ever struggled with the idea of calling yourself a minimalist or feeling imperfect, then stay tuned because we are having a real conversation today. And I won't spoil it, but it's filled with awesome advice that we can all relate to. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. Today is all about being real people. I find it so inspiring to connect with others on their journey toward living more like a minimalist every day. And that's what this episode embraces. I cannot tell you how many times I have looked at my life and felt like a fraud. Can you relate? I call myself a minimalist, but my home doesn't look like the magazines. So when you can connect with others that feel the same way, it really feels amazing. And today you get to be in on that conversation too. Shannon Wolf is a mom and grandma, as well as a jewelry maker, music lover, book consumer, and yoga enthusiast. She says she's 95% whole foods plant-based and 5% junk food princess. I mean, how great is that description? She also created a super popular minimalism living group on Facebook called Minimalist Simple Living. You're in for a fun one today, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com 45 to get the show notes for today's episode. And now let's get to our conversation. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm super excited to have you here today just to learn more about you and what has led you to kind of this lifestyle. So how about we start there? Why don't you tell me about what led you to minimalism or living a more simple life with intention? You know, I, I stumbled on, I'm, I love to watch documentaries of all different kinds, but, and I stumbled on the minimalist documentary. And I think that's what got me going, which is what got a lot of people going. And then, you know, it kind of, when you watch that, then it kind of segues you into other things. And I came into the, the no spend, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the six month no spend thing. And, um, that, and then it just kind of goes from there and it segues into so much other stuff too, that you could just go on and on and on with it. But that was how And I've watched the documentary actually a couple times. So I think you need that, that extra little push sometimes when you sort of forget and start falling back in your old ways, that, that, that was how. Yeah. Just kind of a motivation thing, right? Or it kind of just helps with your mindset because I found that not a lot of people in my real life kind of live this lifestyle. And so sometimes True. it's easier to fall back into those old habits. And so maybe. Definitely. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think we're all, I, I, I think, well, I don't know. I can't speak for all the minimalists, but <laughs> for a lot of us, average people, I guess you'd say, I think it's just easy. It's easy. To, and I think we more now, like just stuck at home, get bored and, you know, you shop. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be shopping because you don't need to be. So. Well, it's funny because for me, it actually has been the opposite being stuck at home. Well, I think we also had a little bit of a, a dip uh, with work schedules. So my husband does freelance um, web development or did do that. And he lost a big client because it was in the travel industry. So for us, we went on kind of a no spend freeze because we weren't going out. We weren't doing anything. And now we had less money coming in. So it's interesting to see how even the same kind of thing can even spark opposite, you know, realities or reactions. So, um, but yes, I do know a lot of people have started shopping more. I mean, Amazon's killing it, right? (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of got back in because I, I did do that same thing right at first because I was home for three months. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did kind of, I didn't know if I was going back. I mean, it was supposed to be a two week thing and it was, didn't know if I was going back or not. So oh, wow. I did, I did cut back, but then as soon as I went back to work, yeah. um, I go to work, I go to the grocery store, you know, if you have an appointment somewhere and home and that's it. And so the rest of the time, it's just like, but I have a neat little thing. And a lot of people do this is I will shop and either like on Etsy, add things to my wish list and Amazon to my wish list. Sometimes I'll put stuff in my Amazon cart. Um, but I don't hit that buy button. Uh -huh. I'll just let it marinate in there for a while. And, and actually nine times out of 10, I don't purchase. Oh, but I love that. I get that little shopping high, I guess you say. It kind of fills the time that I'm bored or whatever. And but yeah, I do I, I don't do it a lot, but it is something that I do. That I'll put things really? in my car or I just add them to my wish list. And and then sometimes, you know, I'll even go back in and revisit my wish list. And then I just delete everything in there. I was like, I don't know why I like that. I, 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 I don't need that. What, what was I thinking? So, oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, well, it's silly, but it, it whatever, it passes the time. So, <laughs> that's, no, here's what's so funny is though you think that seems so small and trivial and silly, but it's, that's brilliant. That's such an interesting mind shift because it does. Yes, sometimes we shop just because we're bored and we need something to do. Mm -hmm. And we don't yep. actually want the stuff. Right. So, we just think we do. Right. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> fascinating. I think it's great. And I'm not much of a shopper. So I think it's a fantastic perspective to have for people that are shoppers and are wanting, you know, something else to add or, you know, some way to occupy that time that they hadn't, they can't do that. And I don't really have a good example for them. So bravo. Well, and it go, it makes you go back and it makes you stop. It makes you stop and think a little bit too. I mean, I got a tangent. I got on a tangent the other day about um, sports bras. I just wanted some different sports bras and I found all these cute ones. And I, I, I don't think I put them in my cart. I think I put them in the wish list. Uh -huh. So I put all these in my wish list and I got thinking, I was like, you have enough. You wear the same ones over and over. You don't, what's the point of this? So I just went in and deleted them and whatever, but it was fun. Gave me something to do. Yeah. I don't have a real exciting life, so <laughs> it works. It's okay. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh. that was fun. That was an evening entertainment and it was cheap. It was yeah. really cheap. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so before we kind of dive in and talk about something else, I want to ask, and I I didn't prompt you with this one before, so apologies for that. But what would you say minimalism means to you? Like when, when people ask you that or you try to tell people about how you're living or your lifestyle, what does it mean for you? I, I think, it, I, and I've, you know, I've heard it this way before. It's just, it's with intention. It's living with intention. And we don't need so much to make we, we think things that make us happy things make us happy and they really don't and it's just like what what do I want to do what do I want to do mm -hmm. I want to live with intention oh. I don't think I've really thought about that well as you can tell no that's okay <laughs> it, it's fine well and like I said I didn't prompt you with that one so that one was kind of off the cuff and just kind of what what came to you but I think it's true because a lot of times when I say minimalism or I get a little nervous about trying to tell people that I'm a minimalist or I think of myself as a minimalist because then I look around my house and I'm like oh but it doesn't look like the magazine or uh -huh. like what I think people think and so then I um, almost feel like I'm going to be judged for it right and, right. so, and you feel sort of fraudulent saying that. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's so much saying, I, I think because we like to put labels on everything. Yeah. So it's easy to say, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a grandma and I'm a minimalist. Well, not really. I, I mean, I'm a mom and a grandma, but I'm, I'm trying to live minimalistically. Yeah. Am I perfect? 
absolutely not. And anybody that says that they are, I'm going to call them out on it and say, I don't think so. But I think it's just with me, it's, it's making an effort, you know, and, and minimalism, you know, when you go into the environment, a lot of people go into with the environment, go into veganism and all that kind of stuff too. And Mm -hmm. I do, I'm not a vegan, but I do, uh, I'm probably about 95%. You know, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, if my mom brings home a chicken enchilada and says, hey, you want half? I mean, like, I'm hungry. Sure. But I I try. And I think if you, if every, if everybody would just make a little bit of an effort, it, you can help the environment. You can help your health. You know, if you want to dive deep into, you know, the health benefits of whole food, plant-based living, that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) We can go, we'll have you back on the show. We'll go for that one. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm a fraud because I will eat that half the enchilada, chicken enchilada every now and again. So. No, but there's this saying, and I'm going to totally butcher it, but it is that we need more people. We need a lot of people living imperfectly or doing something imperfectly with intention and thought and effort instead of a few people doing it perfectly. And you'll just make oh, right. a much bigger impact. And so, I mean, gosh, 95% is way better than, you know, a lot of people or people that try it for three months and give up or, you know, it's better to have that flexibility, I think, than it is to try to be so perfect because like you said, nobody's perfect and it's impossible. Right. right. And I try, you know, I, I, well, now they're not letting you take your bags into the grocery store, which is totally right. annoying. I got in tr- I actually got in trouble the other day. <laughs> Tried to pass it off as a very large purse. And then I started putting my groceries in it. <laughs> and the lady came over. I was at self-checkout. And she says, you can't bring that in there. And I said, well, I've been bringing them in here. Well, I was told the other day you can't. And I was like, okay, well, I won't next time. So right. but that's a little bit of annoying. But, um, you know, I try, I make, a, a lot of my own products, you know, soap and toner and, you know, it's something. Right. Something is better than nothing. I am a firm believer of that because like I said, we just need to try. If we all just tried a little bit and just to live more of our like authentic self, right. not necessarily try just because somebody else wants you to, or says you right. should be but just live, if we all live a little more authentically of how we want to with intention, it really would make a big difference. I agree. I agree. Awesome. All right. Well, let's kind of go back onto our plan. (laughs) 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 This is going to be a fun conversation. Um, So my next question was about this very active Facebook group that you started. And you were telling me before we started recording that you are now close to 22,000 people on this you know, yes. what led you to starting this group in the, in the first place? It was, you know, after watching the minimalist documentary, then you start, you know, researching minimalism a little bit more. And I came across a no spend group. And I don't know if that was on Facebook or Pinterest stuff or what it was, but um, I said something on my, my Facebook about wanting to, to try one of these no spend no spin. I think it was a six month, no spin thing. And did anybody want to join in? Well, I had a couple of friends. And so I was like, well, let's start a group. And, and that's how it started. And then I like added my kids and my mom and, you know, I, people that I think they started with, with about six of us. And that's actually how it started, which is what makes it so nuts for the amount of people that are in there. And it's been, two years. It was two years, like June 30th, I think July 1st, something like that when I started this. And, uh, I I honestly, though, I don't, I don't care about the numbers. I'm, you know, I've actually thought about taking it to a a different direction too, of maybe kind of having little theme days, you know, meatless Mondays. Anybody want to post some good, you know, Instapot recipes and and just do some topic things, but I don't know. We'll throw that around later. Well, obviously something though that you've started with this group has really resonated and struck a chord with people um, because obviously a lot of people are interested in this topic and, you know, wanting to live a little bit more minimal, minimalistically. Sorry, that is a hard word to say. It is a hard word. (laughs) We need a better word. 
<laughs> I know. And this is like, is that minimalism or is it minimalistic? How do you say that? And I was like, don't get caught up on the details. It really nope. is not that important. It's not. But are there any lessons that you've learned from the group or from other people, you know, that have really resonated with you? Or what are some of those favorite tips and, and things that have grown over the last two years? I think that we've all started for different reasons. You know, I, I think some people, you know, some people do it to become debt free. A lot of people just want to travel more. Uh, a lot of people do it for their mental health. For, so the, the, the different reasons why people journey into minimalism, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. We all have different paths that lead us to a very similar desire. Right. Right. Yeah. And in a sense, they're all kind of entwined because as you know, when you start decluttering your area and you have a cleaner and tidier space, it is mentally yeah. calming compared to when you have a lot of clutter and chaos going on. And then, you know, you spend less because you're not buying so much stuff. So yep. you're saving money. And so then that money could be used to potentially have experiences and travel. So it all just kind of goes together. It really does. Yeah. But there it's may be some people that want to just, I mean, like me, I would love to travel, but it's important to me to have money in the bank, yeah. but not be like hyper-focused on it. Yeah. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Well, I, yeah, I resonate with everything you just said because it is similar. So I think my husband and I came at it from more of a perspective of we wanted the freedom to not be tied down, which led us to traveling, which led us to, of course, buying less because we were focusing on different things. And now that I'm a mom and I've just got 9 million things going on at any given time, I love the freedom of just not so much chaos, you know, like right. being able to look at my house and not think, oh, it's a mess. I've got to clean or mental burden, all of that, you know, so yeah. I remember, you know, I remember, and I was actually thinking about this the other day when, you know, when I was married and my kids were home and growing up, um, my weekends off were spent cleaning yeah. the yeah. house, the big house from top to bottom, grocery shopping, cleaning the vehicles, doing that. I, I it just wasn't a whole lot of time for fun, you know, and and then, you know, they got older and they were in sports and we were doing all that kind of stuff. A lot of stuff got 
kind of kicked to the wayside and then you weren't as good a housekeeper and then it bothered you. And um, so I was thinking about that. I was like all the time that I spent just not to say that you shouldn't clean your stuff up because you should, but it, there's other things that, you know, make the time for it different. I, I, I do things different now instead of spending entire days or entire weekends just busting it, you know, going 90 with my hair on fire. Um, I'll, I'll break it down, you know, I'll mop the floor and then I'll go read for an hour and then, you know, I'll throw a load of laundry in and then I might go, um, to the grocery store. Maybe before I go to the grocery store, if the weather's nice, I'll stop at the park and I'll walk for an hour and then go to the grocery store and then come home. And of course, then putting all that away is just a job in itself. So it's just breaking it down and still having time to do the things that you like to do. Yep. Good perspective. And it's, yeah, how just it's a mental shift and things have just changed a little bit. You're still doing a lot of the same things, but how you do them is different. Right. Right. Yeah. My, my weekends off are Tuesday, Wednesdays. Those are my, my, my weekends. I work Thursday through Mondays. Uh, so last week, Tuesday and Wednesday, I felt very unproductive, hmm. but I enjoyed every bit of it. But I still did, you know, my laundry that I had to do for the week because I wear uniforms. Um, I food prep for the week because it just, if I don't, I don't eat healthy. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. But I have to remind myself to keep it simple mm-hmm. because I can go stupid on the groceries and on, well, I'm yeah. going to make this and I'm going to make that. And then mm-hmm. I'm one person. I can't eat all that, you know, and there's right. only so much, there's only, there's only so much room in the freezer. So yeah. Um, yeah, last weekend was just, it was really just hit and miss. And I enjoyed every bit of it. And I really backed off social media for about two weeks. But I also backed off on working out and drinking my water. And so I just, I just took a break and and it was fine. And it was, and it was great. But yesterday was Monday and I was like, okay, it's a Monday. You should really start your week with a, a workout. And then today it's like, okay, it's September 1st. This is a new month. You know, let's, set some small goals and see what you can achieve. Cause I think when you get to like me, you get close to your goal, mm-hmm. you sort of stop and mm. self-sabotage. And that's exactly what I did. I'm just like two and a half pounds or three and a half pounds away from my goal weight. And I was killing it. And, and then I just stopped, but you know what? It, it was what I needed. Yeah. So and I have no idea what the question was and why I went there. That's okay. That's what these <laughs> conversations are all about. It is perfectly fine. Um, I think we were just talking about mental shift and how you still do a lot of the same things, but you just do them differently now. Yes. And you're also letting yourself off the hook when you know you need those mental shifts and you need a little bit of downtime. And okay, so maybe you take a step back, but you just know it's a moment and it's not the you know, it's not the end all be all. It's not how things are going to be forever. You're just saying, right. like, no, I just needed a little bit of a break right now to give myself that mental shift or capacity or whatever it is. And then you can hop back into getting back on your goal that you set for yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, but I think too, I think a lot of people go well, a little too much self pampering, you know what I mean? That turns into a lot of excuses. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, one of my, favorite quotes is, was like, be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods. You know, just, you can't make excuses all the time. Sure. Absolutely. No, I'm not going to meet your, you're not going to meet your goals if you do. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your methods. Your methods. Okay. I love that. Oh, and I don't know who wrote that it. Up on I'm, a big, I'm, a, I'm a big quote girl. I will I, Google I, that. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so this summer you wrote about helping your parents clean out their closet. Yes. Can you tell me more about that? What are the tips you have for people that have found themselves in that? So I actually live with my parents. So it's, it's their home. Um, I have three rooms upstairs. I have my bed, well, in the bathroom, my bedroom, bathroom, and I have um, a yoga room and a craft room. Before... I started minimalism. One of the little rooms was the junk room. So 
that was a goal for me was to clean out that room so that I could have a yoga room. Now I have it and it's great and wonderful. And I live upstairs and my area up here is quite a bit different than the downstairs, but um, it's their home. It's not my home. It's their home. So, you know, I think my mom has, she was always, her health has, she's really had some serious, serious health challenges. And it was actually, uh, even though it was hard for me to be home from work when it was, it was actually really good that I was because it was a time that I was needed to help, you know, with her care and to be here and, and just help do things around the house too for my stepdad. But um, she was, she's always, you know, she's always saying, oh, I need to clean out my closet or um Typical, like everybody, the way I used to be, which I'm not anymore, is that we, we pack away our seasonal clothes, mm -hmm. you know, and we have tubs or storage chests or whatever, seasonal clothes. And she wanted to switch over to her summer clothes and she said she needed to go through stuff and she had lost quite a bit of weight. And I was, and we just happened to have a day and I knew I was going back to work and I was like, let's, you know, let's, let's do this. And, um, she just sat in the chair and I pulled things out of the closets and, um, you know, typical of her generation, the amount was a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say, okay, we have two red shirts, which one do you really like? You know? And, and so I would get her to kind of pare down that way. We ended up with her stuff. We ended up with about eight big garbage bags, one for my stepdad. I know he didn't have a lot, one for my stepdad. And then it kind of motivated wow. me to go back to my closet for visit 3,782. <laughs> Cause that, but that's okay. But it sort of, so I added one, another one to it. So, wow. um, it was, it was actually difficult for her. She got a little hyper-focused on the money that was spent. Mm. And I kept, you know, I kept telling her, I was like, this, this money is gone. You're not going to get it back. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too. I, I'm, you know, things went out the door that had tags on it, mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of, a lot of people do that. So that was, that was hard for her, I think, to get past the, the money that she's the waste, the waste of money. And mm. I said, well, it's gone. We're not going to get it back. And we just move along. And I had to remind her too that she doesn't live the life that she used to live. She, she worked in a kind of a corporate type, you know, she worked in like a, a credit union or something and mm -hmm. they socialized a lot when she was married before there was a lot of parties and, you know, there was high heels and fancy clothes and where she, you know, when she worked, it was, you know, fancy clothes. I mean, she still works bless her heart. They, they run two home businesses, but it's like your lifestyle has changed. You don't live this lifestyle anymore. We're all about the leggings and the comfy tees and, you know, yeah. and the flip-flops. But I did have to back off because she had, she had two great big full drawers of socks. She ended up with one full dress of drawer of socks. To me, I felt like she could have went down 75% more. But you know what? They weren't my socks right. and it wasn't my decision. So right. I just put the, the socks back and, and you know, it'll, it'll be her, her decision when, when and if she ever decides to do that. My stepdad didn't really have a lot of say. He, my mom pretty much made the decision for his stuff because she knew, you know, yeah. well, he, those pants don't fit him. And, you know, he, he's got three pairs of black pants and those, he never wears those. He always wears these. So let's get rid of those. And um, so he didn't, but I would never throw away or discard or donate or whatever, anything that didn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did, I pulled that, he had a ton of jeans in his closet and I pulled those uh, more than me. I mean, this man had a lot of blue jeans and I pulled them all out of the closet and I was like, there they are. You decide. Cause my mom was like, he only wears like two pairs. And I was like, well, he's going to have to decide what, and it took him a little bit, but, but he did it. And, and I would like to think that he likes his nice limited organized closet now, but yep. I don't know. Made me feel good. <laughs> 
Well, I was going to ask, so, I mean, obviously you said there you had to back off. So you have to take your cues from the person you're helping. And sometimes really? there are emotional attachments to things. It could even be socks. You never know that really could surprise you along the way. So we do have to be a little flexible there. But I was going to ask, have they mentioned it since? Because I think it's been a few months now. No, not really. I mean, before we found minimalism, or at least for yeah. me, we lived a life of excess. Mm -hmm. And she's no different. Yeah. So, and I'm yeah. no different. Well, and I don't come from a family of minimalists. So, you know, right. I definitely understand. And I think sometimes it's just easier to add to instead of take away. And so we just get into this mindset of doing what's the easiest. And if there's room in your house or in your closet, it's just easy to put stuff in instead of take stuff out. It is. And, and I, and I did remind her not I don't know that I necessarily said it this summer when we were doing her closet, but I had said it to her before, kind of like when, when I started my journey was um, when my grandma passed away. Mm -hmm. um, she lived next door to me and my mom lived about an hour away. And my mom was so overwhelmed trying to go through because grandmas, bless their heart, save every scrap of paper, every card that anyone has ever gave them. Um, she literally hid money behind pictures in frames. So you had to take every picture yeah. out of the frame because you never knew, oh, there might be like a really super old, old, cool family picture, you know, behind that picture that you didn't oh, want wow. to get rid of. But it was extremely overwhelming. And my mom would come and try to clean, the clean out my grandma's house. And she would just get so overwhelmed that she just walked in circles. And so I said, well, here, let's do this. I will go over after work and I worked at home. I did daycare. So I said, I will go over every night after work and pick one spot, whatever I felt like I could get through. Mm -hmm. And because she saved everything, you know, that had, you know, social security numbers and birth dates and all that kind of stuff on it, you had to be very careful mm -hmm. of where you were discarding stuff. And that's pretty much how we got through it. And I, I had a yard sale and actually I think I just gave most everything away because I just wanted it. I just wanted it gone. Yeah. But it, I mean, and so I reminded her about that and I was like, you know, not only when someone passes away, you have your grief from the loss, but then you have this huge overwhelm of their possessions and you know, it's a lot. The grief is a lot. And then you get the possession and it's just, it's too much. It it's is too much. And I, and I reminded her of that. And so I think that kind of helps her kind of move along and get rid of things. She has let me get rid of things. A lot of the Nicky Nacky stuff through the house, but, and you know, I don't, that's kind of with me too. I don't want to leave any, you know, all this junk for my kids. I might love mm -hmm. it. They don't. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big long burger basket person. And I still oh, yeah. have all my, I still have all my baskets and I love them and I'm mm -hmm. not getting rid of them. And my oldest daughter said, she says, well, you know, when you die, she goes, I'm just going to sell them. And I was at that particular time, oh, at that particular time, I was like, the hell you are, I'll leave them to somebody else. But now I don't yeah. care. I right. love them. They serve a purpose. They're pretty. Uh, most of them, thank goodness, are empty. You know, I really don't care yeah. about them that much now. Yeah, sadly, we've gone through some of that family loss. And so I do think that really does change a lot of your perspective. My father-in-law passed away when he was 63 and, you know, my mother-in-law had a whole house of stuff, you know, that she was having to deal with and go through and, you know, and there is that grief and the, you know, it wasn't, it was unexpected. So, you know, there's just a whole nother gambit of stuff, but I think it has shifted a lot of our minds of what is important in life. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. You know, if there's any silver lining, it is that it's focusing now on what's important instead of the stuff, but it's hard. It's, you know, sometimes this is not an easy life. And those are those kinds of moments where, yeah, just do the best you can. So again, right. we just go, we move forward and do the best we can with what we've got. And and give people right. grace.
Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Absolutely. That is a, you know, and, and you need to give your, your, yourself, yourself some grace. Yeah. You know, I think it's easy with the whole, you know, gosh, I'm not, how can I say I'm, you know, here I'm running this huge minimalist group and I'm not minimalist at all. Have you seen my craft room? You know, here I've had this open for, you know, this group going for two years and I've yet to get to the basement and I know I have stuff down there. I mean, I've, I've purged, you know, it's funny because you have those Facebook memory things that pop up and stuff. And the ones that pop up all the time, you know, is like purging. And I'm just like, I've been doing this my whole life. You yeah. know, I, I just didn't really grasp the whole concept of right. it, I guess. Yeah, you didn't label it. Yeah, it makes sense. When people go through these big purges or these big decluttering things, do you have any tips on what to do with all the stuff? I get asked that a lot. And I'm sure you That's- do too. That is big. And I think, you know, a lot of people, oh my gosh, I imagine that Goodwill and Salvation Army and all those are just, because that's what a lot of people were doing while they were in quarantine, you know, while they were in lockdown. But um, I wanted to not do that if I could. Not to say that I'm 100% perfect and nothing ever goes to Goodwill or Salvation Army, because it does. You know, they're just things that you cannot donate to certain places. But I found a domestic abuse shelter. Hmm. Um, It's a little bit of a clip from me, but so, and you have to call that day and find, it's kind of a little pain, but it's worth it. Um, And I take the majority of all my clothing and Hmm. stuff there. And then when, after the first time I went there, they gave me a list um, and then it's like, oh gosh, they take household stuff too, because, uh, they have to, you know, a lot of these women, and, and I don't know if there's men that go through that program or not, that have to set up house and they have nothing. Um, they don't have jobs, so they have to go to job interviews. So they were taking, um, jewelry and purses and scarves. I mean, not just your regular like clothing stuff. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. And then a lot of them have children. So they took, you know, bibs and, and puzzles and toys. And so a lot, a lot of my stuff has gone there. There is a free site which I'm sure a lot of communities have. I wish we had one of those buy nothing groups. Ah, mm-hmm. Hey, we don't have one here, but um, I did find a county free site that people would come on there and they would say, 
and most of them were looking for specific things, but um, you could post if you had something just to give away. I mean, it's the same concept of just putting it out on your curb and putting a free sign on it, but you just do it through a, a Facebook group. Yep. And I gave away, oh my gosh, back in the day, you're probably too young, but back in my day, it was home interior. Okay. And so I did go down in the basement and do some, and I had saved when I moved from my home to my mom's home, a lot of my home decor was downstairs mm -hmm. in the basement. And so when I started this and I was getting rid of, oh my gosh, shelves and TV stands and dressers and all these, what I thought was pretty whole <laughs> material stuff, it way outdated. And I put it on this free site and was it worth a lot of money? Yes. But that time it takes to sell stuff is not what I want to do. I've right. sold very little. I've given, I've given most everything away. And I've had, you know, when you, when you have a young mom or something that comes and it's just, you know, she's just getting her first apartment, you know, her income is very limited. It's very gratifying. They're very excited to get your, your things. And I like that. I like that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a rush. It's funny that you mentioned the buy nothing group. I literally have like 15 things sitting on my porch right now with other people's names labeled on them for people to pick up because I love my buy nothing group. But I, I do want one, but I don't work. want to start one. No, I don't want to start one. No, and you have to be very careful that you don't actually look at it because I went through that for about a week where I was like, ooh, what's posted on the buy nothing group? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, just because it's free doesn't mean it's crap you need, Deanna. Like, stop right, it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So now I'm like, okay, I'm getting through almost, I think I just have a couple, another, like one more bin of stuff. And then I think I'm going to take a break from it because I do, I find myself just mindlessly sc scrolling through the group and being like, ooh, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, I wonder, you know, and I'm thinking, I don't need this crap. I didn't need it before I got on here. I don't need it now. So, oh, yeah. look, that's that table I gave away. I really missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed, I've missed very little. I Me will, too. I, I've missed very little. I've had really some very little, tiny, small regrets on some things I've gotten rid of. But yeah. I just remind myself, well, you can't get it back. So there's no, you know, there's no point in dwelling on it and move right. along. Right. I, the, one of the stupidest things that I think of that I miss is like this, I had a pink sombrero. We got married in Mexico and this pink sombrero that the girls surprised me with. We went out dancing like the night before the wedding and I got rid of my pink sombrero. And for some reason, that's the one thing that sticks in my head. I don't need it. It doesn't make my life you know, less, know. but for some reason, that's like the one little thing I can think of when I regret something. So, I mean, really anybody listening, you won't really regret anything. My life is no. fine without this pink sombrero <laughs> and I can't think of anything else that I've given away that I regret. So that's hilarious. That's I hilarious. Know. And I think too, like uh, you have to kind of think outside the box and I've learned, you know, from some of the group members on stuff. I've never thought of sending uh, DVDs to nursing homes. You know, they, ha they have to watch the same, they watch the same movies over and over, you know, if they have a movie night or whatever. And I thought that was brilliant. That is brilliant. And there was another one, blankets and towels and things like that to the mm -hmm. pet, pet centers, the yeah. rescue centers. That's great. Exactly. And they're so appreciative. I did give a lot to family or friends too, but I did give all my DVDs to my stepsister-in-law and my stepbrother. And I do regret that a little bit every once in a while. In fact, I thought about it yesterday. I thought, wow, I wish I had those movies back. Maybe I should ask her if they, you know, if they still have them, are uh, they using them and can yeah. I have them back? And then it's like, no, you have yeah. Netflix. If you want to watch a movie, you can pretty much find anything that you anything want and stream want. it. Then I don't have to dust it. It's good. It's like, let it, let it go. Let it but that go. is, that is, a, that is a regret, but it'll be yeah. fine. There's another alternative. We can move past it and do something else instead, but it is funny, like the random little things, but there's not much. And I've gotten rid of a ton of stuff. So I don't want my pink sombrero to hold anybody back.
or your DVDs. <laughs> you can find like a little mini one or something. There that you remind go. Me of Did it. you? Yeah. Oh, that's the thing yeah. too. People take pictures of stuff. I yeah. I, I, I that doesn't do anything for me. Um, if I don't have it present with me that I need it, I need a picture of it because you know I'm constantly deleting all my pictures anyway. Yeah. And that's you know that's another fear digital content. Oh my oh, gosh, boy. we could just go on forever with all the the stuff I deleted. What did I do? I left probably about 10 groups this morning on, oh, wow. on Facebook. Yeah. Wow. I got on there and, and went to, went to my group and was doing the, doing what I had to do there. And then, uh, I was just getting so many notifications of these different groups. Yes. Like I just, uh, there's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. I do the same where, yeah, you go, you're like, okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. And then there's just like one little domino and you're like, okay, I can't. And then you're like, okay, goodbye, 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 or yep. get rid of it. You know, I definitely go through those spurts too. I do, I did that with my email recently. <laughs> I just find myself deleting the same emails like day yes. after day or week after yes. week. And I'm like, what am I doing? Just unsubscribe. I know. Kohl's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're afraid you're going to miss some money if you don't keep the Kohl's coupons. <laughs> I haven't been in Kohl's in a year, probably. <laughs> You know, yeah. but I don't know why I could, and I actually did think about this morning too, was doing that. But that was one of the first things that I did was the shopping, mm -hmm. um, the, the shopping apps and a lot of the, the email notifications yeah. and stuff was unsubscri unsubscribe and then send yeah. it to the junk and then hope it doesn't get, get back yeah. through again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it does. Eventually it does again. I know. But I just, I try to stay on top of it. I know a lot of people get Oh my gosh, they'll start their, their journey and they talk about their, their digital downsizing and stuff. And they'll say, you know, I've got 3000 or 10,000 emails sitting in, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I would completely delete that email account and start over. My I would not even same. deal with that. I can't handle it. I like, I, my emails that are in my inbox are ones that I am going to respond to have to do something on or something I cannot have that little notification that's like, you know, my husband's yep. like, oh, I've got like 1,400 emails. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I would, I would have to delete that, that, that account and start over. start over. Yeah. So, and I, and I do, I stay on, I do stay on time. And it just takes me, you know, not even a minute. Right. And I'll do it a couple of times a day. You know, I'll check my email in the morning and then it's delete everything that, it's not there. And then I'll go in and I'll empty my spam folder too, because I can't even stand it all sitting over there too. It's just, <laughs> I'm mental, but that's okay. It's okay. We're kindred spirits in this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the funniest things that bother me. <laughs> I'm a weird person too. I don't, I don't like trash in the trash can. That oh, irritates I'm, me. I'm okay with that. Oh, I can't, I can't. My trash cans have to be empty. Like, uh-uh. <sighs> And I'm like that with my text messages too. Mm. I have to keep those, you know, I have to keep those cleaned out too. You know, if there's, somebody sends me a picture of, you know, the girl sent me a picture of the grandbabies or something and I just save it. I just save it. Huh. I delete everything. <laughs> but that's interesting. Oh no. Now I have to go revisit my text messages. Yes. And you're, and the same with uh, um, the messenger messages too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That gets oh. to be much too. Well, my group's not as popular as yours, so I don't have so many messages. <laughs> so I want to ask, what is something, I think we've talked about a few things that maybe you do that most people don't consider, but can you think of anything that something you do in your life that could benefit others that they just don't even think about? You know, decluttering is one thing. Okay, we can all go through, and I mean, I've done it, I've done it for years declutter, purge, clean, organize, the whole, the whole gamut. But if we do not address our consumerism mm. it's just a cycle that just goes round and round and is never ending it's really easy to say don't buy anything mm -hmm. it's really easy to say it but it's not that easy to do if you don't address the reasons why like we talked before mm -hmm. about being bored yeah. or lonely, or you think that it's going to fulfill something in you that's missing. And if, if you don't address your consumerism and why you buy and do the things that do, you're never, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. It's just a vicious circle. 
You're going to go around and round with it. I've done it for, for years. I posted not too long ago. I don't know if you saw it or not. It was, I thought it was the funniest thing. And it was from another group. And then I asked them for permission to repost it where they had a picture of a storage tub that we all use, those Rubbermaid storage tub. And she oh. called it a clutter coffin. And I thought that was hilarious. And I was so just like, true. I was like, oh my God, that is hilarious. A clutter coffin, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I, when I had kids at home and we had, them, we had them everywhere and I still have, you know, there's a few down the basement, but like I said, I haven't been to the basement yet. And I do store my, um, my yarn in there and some other stuff, but I do have it. But I thought that was really cool. But one thing that I think I'm like super happy about is that I don't have those for seasonal clothes anymore. Mm. All my clothes are out, hanging in the closets or in drawers or whatever. So I don't have any more of those little clutter coffins anymore. Which there you is go. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh gosh, there is so much wisdom there that you talked about, though, with the consumerism. Because you're right. If you declutter a hundred items and you go out and you shop and you bring one hundred back in over the course of the next month or so, you are exactly where you started. And right. And it's just, it's never ending. I did do the, you know, for a while I did the one in one out thing, uh -huh. you know, and I did do that for a while. And, and I, I don't kind of really do that anymore, but that's yeah. where it's time for me to get back and revisit some of the articles that really resonated with me and listen to more podcasts mm -hmm. and watch more documentaries so that I can refocus. And I think that's yeah. important. I think you can easily get away from it and fall right back into your old ways if you Absolutely. aren't constantly trying to revisit it. Right. And it, definitely once you've had some of those mental shifts, like we talked about of like, okay, well, I'm shopping. And like you said, okay, so I'm doing this little hack where I'm shopping because I'm bored, but I know I'm shopping because I'm bored. So I won't right. actually buy any of the things. There are two steps there and one can be totally beneficial. And then the other, you don't necessarily have to have that second part where you actually hit purchase. So I think that's such an interesting way of just having a slight shift that makes a big change. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I go and too, you know, you have to, like we talked about earlier about you have to give yourself some grace. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. Mm -hmm. You just have to give yourself some grace. I think there's a big misconception, and this was, I can't remember who wrote it, but there is no there to get to. Uh -huh. I think that people think, you know, if I just get rid of everything and I paint my walls white and I buy, you know, a white chair and no rug and maybe a lamp, that I'm going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And there's just no there to get to. It's, it really is a life journey. Yeah. And we're all going to stumble and we're all going to fall and we're all going to buy something that we shouldn't have bought and we're going to kick ourselves for it. And, and then we're going to move on. No, so good. This has been such an awesome interview, Shannon, and I really appreciate you taking the time. So I want to end with one, people knowing where they can find you, because if they resonated, I want them to be able to connect with you. Um, so tell them about your group, which I'm a part of and I love. It is called Minimalist Simple Living. Minimalist Simple Living. Simple living. I see, I don't even Simple know living. the name of the darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll link to it, because I know there's like a symbol in the middle. Minimalist, simple living with a little squiggly in between. Um, we'll link to it so people can join. You know, I have an Instagram. I maybe post on there once every six months, maybe. Okay. So, um, but my favorite way to end each interview is with three rapid fire questions. And so the first one is, what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? I have read a ton and I grew my first microgreens. That's so, awesome. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. So. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, and second question, what is the best advice about minimalism or intentional living that you've ever received? You know, before this journey, many, and this made me reflect a little bit, I had to go way back because my grandma passed away many, many years ago. And I will remember it to this day. 
she told me, you need to slow down. Mm. So when I, makes me a little teary. Yeah. <laughs> so when I catch myself, mm. and we, we all do it, hurrying too much, I'm taking on too much on my plate, bouncing from here, bouncing there, I just, I do remember what my grandma said to me was, you need to slow down. So that was big. That's such a good one. Question number three, what is making you happy right now? So let's go from that little bit of emotion and what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? I think it's a little bit of a struggle right now. Like it is, mm. you know, for everybody. Mm. Um, I'm a big count your blessings person. Mm. It's just about being grateful and being healthy or trying to be healthy and, yeah. you know, the health and happiness of my family and my friends. And I'm getting ready to start sprouting today. So I'm pretty stoked about that too. Ooh, so all right. That'll make me happy. They're good for you. They're super, super good for you. And, you know, it's a, it's a way you grow things at home. They're more sustainable. And, you know, you don't have little or no packaging, which is awesome for the environment. Absolutely. So uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. So Very that's a whole cool. new, this is a whole new season for me. And that's why I love to say the season because it does change. My life is super different now than it was a couple of years ago, which is way different than it was five years before that. And it is just these seasons that we go through. And so, oh, Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today on the Wanna Be Minimalist show. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad that I said yes. Yes. I, was, I know. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> well, it. you did I'll great. And, and like I said, I mean, it's just so refreshing when people hear real stories from real people that are living this way and making these conscious decisions every day because, yes, it is. I, I go through that too, where I feel like a fraud a lot of the time, but I am doing the best I can and making those decisions. So, 100%. I think that's all anybody could do is just do the best that you can. Yep. And the way you do it is probably going to look different from the way that, you know, George next door does it. And that's okay. You guys, everybody, you know, check out the group. Shannon's got some amazing people in there. And I just love being part of that community as well. And, you know, it's a, it's a journey. So we'll just leave it on that. Thanks, Shannon, so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We could have talked for hours. There was so much good stuff she had to share with us, but I particularly love the part about finding happiness in living with less stuff and how we do not have to be perfect to make an impact or change our lives for the better. If you're on board with that idea, I hope you will join us for deeper conversations in both of our Facebook groups. I will link to those in the show notes and you can find them on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 45. Again, thanks to Shannon for saying yes and being a guest on the Wannabe Minimalist show. I love her perspective and think we can all learn a lot from just doing the best we can. That just about wraps it up for today's episode. Don't forget you can get a transcript for today's show and links to the Facebook communities at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 45. Once again, get all the show notes and the links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 45. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know that your time is limited and it means the world to me that you choose to spend some of it with me. So if you have anything you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear it. Let me know what you enjoyed the most from the show and if you had any big takeaways or send me your questions. Feel free to tag me on Instagram stories so I don't miss it. You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And please feel free to leave me a review if you've enjoyed the show so more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle. And next week, be sure to join me when I will be talking about the differences I see between decluttering, minimalism, and organizing. And yes, it's inspired by the super popular show, Get Organized with the Home Edit. If you haven't watched it, don't worry. I binged it for you so you can get up to speed. It's going to be good and you will not want to miss it. I'll see you next week. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. 
My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.